0: Episode 8, Pressure. It's not just for tires. It's never if pressure will happen, it's when, and a question of how you will deal with it. And I don't think we even ask ourselves, how will I deal with pressure? Some respond to it by panic, confusion, anxiety, or they just fold all together. You know, life is full of pressures, mostly we put on ourselves, but sometimes from others. Sometimes some people need to spread it around. Ever hear that old saying, shit rolls downhill? Well, no better saying than describing how pressure can be shared by others than that one. Like when salespeople make promises they can't keep, just to get a deal signed and then everybody has to follow along with that pressure, or your boss becomes ramped up, in order to make his boss happy. Or your partner about whatever they feel you might not be addressing, doing, or thinking about. The foundation of not being able to deal with pressure is really fear. Uncertainty, the lack of confidence, and the lack of experience. Pressure is just part of life and we all have to face it and deal with it. Hopefully not every day. With experience, it doesn't become overwhelming. Overwhelming. And after a while, you trust you'll be able to handle anything that comes your way. I think the best way to think about pressure is just not to. It's just do what needs to get done. Then again, some people thrive under pressure. They need deadlines to motivate them. To complete whatever they need to get done. And I wonder what makes some people thrive and others crumble. I have a couple ideas. I do okay with pressure. Like when I'm getting ready to record a new CD, for example, I feel a lot of pressure at the start. Mostly to make sure the band sounds great, the songs come out good, that everything is well planned, mostly so I don't go over budget, and that everybody has all the information they need, especially my engineers. When I do do the work, the pressure gets less and less. It becomes manageable. In fact, maybe it's my ability to manage it that never seems to make pressure overwhelming. Whatever I can do to make everyone's job easier, when we go to the studio, makes the pressure of the outcome fade away. Here's a rundown of what my engineer needs so he can do the best job he can. A schedule, arrangement sheets, tempo notations, and vocal sheets. I like to number the vocal lines on a song as we start to record so we can refer to that line Instantly, and lastly, and most importantly, pre-production meetings. It's to go over instrumentation, the number of songs, schedules, the vibe of the recording, and to share my expectations to make sure that they're realistic. As for all the musicians recording, they need a schedule, arrangement sheets, horn players need horn charts, They need an idea of what we're going to do when we get there, what songs we're going to do that day. We spend a bunch of time rehearsing the songs before we go to the studio so that when we get there, everybody has the songs down. Rehearsing in the studio is an expensive proposition and one I'd rather not face. The only thing that really changes are lead parts, I find. They change a little in the studio and usually come out way better than in rehearsal. As a musician gets ready to start recording, they're in a room separated by a large plate glass window from the booth. Now, the booth is where the mixing board and the engineer is. A musician records with headphones on, and he asks to have certain things in the headphones to listen to while he records. A click track is used, and that way everything is kept in time. The engineer has a mic, so he or the producer can talk to the musician while they're in the other room. I think at that point, every musician has some pressure to get the best track they can. It's a different kind of pressure, and sometimes it's just nerves. But I think, aren't they the same? Maybe they are. Of course they are. Nerves, pressure. I found over the years that can be addressed by simply helping with encouragement, suggestions, input, or affirmation about their performance. Any one of those four things helps to remove the pressure and reminds a person they just have to do the best they can. Maybe that's the answer. Just remember to do the best you can. If that's not good enough for a person who's applying all the pressure, maybe you're in too deep and maybe you need to re- reevaluate who you're working for. However, maybe that person knows that you're able to rise to the challenge. You're just lacking that confidence it takes sometimes. And they're just pushing you along. Let's call it a little nudge. As long as they ain't swearing at you, you got nothing to lose but try a little harder. I do great under pressure because of my experiences. And I have confidence that I'll be able to rise to that occasion. And Then again... Sometimes I'm on the side of applying the pressure. They say we learn to master things and it becomes easier to attempt to master other things, or at least not be afraid to try. You gain confidence in your abilities. And if someone is always pressuring you, then it's really up to you to see if they're just being an asshole or stepping way over boundaries. My partner asks me to do things. Why? Because she needs help with some things, and we're a team. And she reminds me of things because sometimes I forget. But at no time do I interpret it as pressure because it's not. There are some jobs that have more pressure than most of us could handle, first responders, surgeons, armed service members, but they go through extensive training to be able to perform under these high-stress situations they're put in. That's not to say the guy at Jiffy Loop doesn't have pressures in his life. He does. But the difference is there's no training on how to handle the day-to-day pressures we all face. We just learn how to manage them, hopefully. and That comes from experience and having good mental tools to deal with issues and pressure. I always find it bizarre with guys who pressure their women into stuff, like becoming swingers or having threesomes. I had a friend years ago who told me a story that her husband kept pressuring her to have a threesome. She told me one day she called him on a Tuesday, left a message on his voicemail, and said she found someone they could do that with. And it was all set for Friday night. Every day when he got home that week, he was extremely excited, and she said he could hardly wait. He's asking questions like where she found them and how old were they and what did they look like and on and on. and She just said, don't worry, it's going to be a surprise. Friday, she called him at lunchtime while he was at work and said she was excited about tonight and Tom would be over at 8. And he asked, who's Tom? She said, that's our threesome. She said, when he got home, He informed her he didn't think it was okay and it's probably not a good idea. And she said, "Uh, Are you sure? And then she agreed and said, Okay, I'll call and cancel then. She told me she didn't have anyone lined up. She made it all up and that he has never mentioned having a threesome again. So, how did she handle the pressure? she applied it. Thanks for listening. Remember, be a good human and do the best you can.